2: Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Strictly anonymous podcast. Conversations with authors.
3: you are on social media do me a favor right now get your phone out you probably have it right in your hand or in your pocket (laughs) and go to instagram and follow me at strict anonymous that's at strict anonymous i'm also at strict anonymous on twitter follow me on instagram or twitter Don't worry about Facebook, but I'm on there if you're still on there. I hate Facebook. Everyone knows that by now. Uh, If you are on a podcast app, definitely subscribe to my show. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, Like, I was going to say like and share. That's for YouTube. (laughs) Give me a five-star review. If you can, write out a review. I love to read my reviews. If you're listening on YouTube, I love YouTube as a platform for my show. Make sure to subscribe right now. There's a little button right on your screen, top right-hand corner, click subscribe, like and share my videos, and comment below. I read every comment. I try to reply to every single person who comments on my episodes, other people comment back, people who li- who are on the show are reading your stuff, so you're like talking to the guests, you're talking to me, and I love the interaction that goes down on YouTube. So even if you're not on YouTube right now, go to YouTube and subscribe to my channel there. Um, if you wanna join my Patreon, this week's guest, okay, Send me in pics. There's anonymous pics on my Patreon on the lowest level tier for three bucks. Uh, You could see anonymous pics of today's guests as well as previous guests. All the girls send me in pictures. So you're gonna see all the girls' pictures, okay? They're anonymous, meaning you can't see their face, but you see everything else. You get a very good picture of the person who is calling in. Uh, And you also are supporting my show, and it's only $3 a month. You also get these episodes early. You get them on Friday at noon instead of Sunday noon. At eight thirty, like I said, this week's guest is gonna be. Uh, she sent in some pics, and she said when I asked her she's gonna send in pics. She's like, "Oh, I'm definitely not a normal third fifty five year old." And she is not. She does not disappoint. She's like a ten point a million. Okay, you are gonna see her. She looks good in her pictures. Um, there is also a pantyhose fetish tier. I call the guys who sign up there, my hosers. I have a lot of hosers on there. Uh, they all interact. I have a lot of extra pantyhose content. I say, I guarantee one extra pantyhose episode content exclusive to Patreon guests a month, but I've been giving them more. Okay. I give you more. There's so much stuff going on uh, on my Patreon that's $7 a month. You could sign up. Patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. I also do consultations for people. You know, you want to talk to me, but you don't want to be on the show and you don't want me to tape it. You could do that. You could sign up through pay- uh, PayPal. Just email me, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com, and I'll set you up. Or you could sign up for that as well on my Patreon. Uh, I'm not taping people right now, but if you think you have like the most interesting story ever, you could email me and I'll think about it. But if I don't tape you now, I'll put you on an email list. um, And once I start taping again, I will be emailing everybody on my email list. um, And you'll be able to sign up again, because I will be needing people to call in soon. I think I still have like 25 episodes left that have been taped some from last year. So let's get to this week's guest. Her name is Angel. Okay, that's because of the guy she's banging right now on the side, even though she's married, calls her angel. She does kind of look like an angel. When you see her pics, sign up for Patreon to see this. <laughs> um, but she calls in to talk all about how, you know, she lived this life with her husband and she said it was very vanilla, but they had a couple threesomes, okay, over their time. And they went to a stringer, swingers club at one point and she hooked up with a girl. and But he shut that down. So we get into like her whole relationship with her husband and her quote unquote vanilla life and how, you know, now in the past couple of years things have drastically changed because at a certain point her and her husband opened up the relationship and she met a guy. Well, she met a couple guys. I mean, she did a lot of, uh, once that, that relationship opened up, she started to hook up with guys. The first guy she hooked up with was fucking fascinating because it was like a straight up gigolo. Okay. I didn't know that there's a show called gigolos and it's about an agency. I don't know. She like hired gigolos. She fucked them. We talk about that. We talk about the other guys she met and was with. And then she met a guy named D who she has like a serious relationship with. Uh, It's, you know, he's got a wife and he's cheating. Her husband knows about him. But she's really involved with this guy, and they do a lot of crazy things together, uh, including threesomes, BDSM, tarn- bride, tarnish play, uh, the tying up. She's a, they. He makes her send him kneeling pics. That's like a whole thing. There's a kneeling pic she sent me. So there's going to be some kneeling pics to see on Patreon. So if you want to see them again, join Patreon. Uh There's a link below in the description. Um The way, you know, she's like his sub. She's become his sub and she's also really into him. Towards the end, I felt bad. I had to like wrap it up because I had booked people back to back and I had to go but like towards the end it turns out that she's kind of like whipped to this guy and it might be a little bit of an issue because she found out he's got other subs and she's a little jealous and I had to like rush through that instead of sort of sitting there and talking about that but you know we'll have her back on another time but trust me all the stuff before the hour that I talked to her is filled with like Interesting shit. Like I said, all the stuff about her husband, all their threesomes they had, the strippers that he liked, the when he cheated on her, when she cheated on him, and the gigolos, and then the guy she fucked, and then this guy, and what she does with him, and all that good stuff. So anyway, I'm just going to be right back on with Angel.
2: This is the Strictly Anonymous podcast.
3: Uh, Hey, hi, Angel. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today?
1: Good. So rolled off a holiday weekend.
3: So Angel, if I had to sum up your email that you sent me or your story Uh from what I get from your email, I would say you're like, you were like a vanilla housewife gone the other extreme, right? Been there, done that. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, at 50, things majorly changed for you and you have been involved in a lot of crazy shit, right? I mean, is that true? Is that how you would sum it up?
1: I would... I would say the last three or four years, my life has been involved in a lot of crazy shit. But, right. Uh, I I feel like there's like two or three lives to me, if that makes any sense. Uh-huh. So, um, it, particularly since I've been married for 31 years, or well, it'll be 31 years coming up. Right. Like in a month or two. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I also actually feel like in some ways I've been married three times.
2: To the same man. four
1: times. So... To the same man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the first part of, uh, I was only, um, well, I can say this cause that's not where I'm at now. I, I, I'm from Southern California and, um, he was from another state and he sort of plucked me out of Southern California. I was your t- typical South, Southern California girl. Right. And, um, I was only, uh, 23. I'd graduated college and I moved, uh, he moved me. We met long distance and he moved me to another state and um by the time I was basically twenty four I was married and I'd had very few se- I mean, I'd only really had two sexual partners and then he would be number three. Right. And I had a long a very long term something and then not. So anyway we go on our happy little world and you know, there's gonna be a part of the story in my opinion that I think your I think your listeners will probably judge me. Um, maybe not, and there's a sad part and then there's a kind of funny part. Okay. So, so why don't you start um, for like
3: to go chronologically?
1: Okay, so what, you know, what basically happened was is that, you know, we get married, um, we're pretty vanilla couple, you know, I mean, sexually, but one of the things about my husband is he's very emotionally immature, very successful man, extremely successful man, very shy man for the most part, but very immature sexually, and I had had... a thing before with what I would consider a much more alpha man before I met him, but maybe I wanted something different. So we go down this path. We have our kids. You know, I would say that's when I might have been the most judgmental in my life because I'm not particularly judgmental at all. And, um, you know, just different things, having kids, you know, whatever. Then, you know, I get into my 30s and um, we kind of really have like a hiccup. And he really... Like, ignores, like he doesn't pay attention. He talks down to me. You know, I, it's just I'm dealing with one of my daughters, very difficult, and uh, we kind of had a hiccup. Matter of fact, at one point, I think we got in a fight having sex once. I don't know how you do that, but we did. Right. adoring so, sex? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah. And part of it had a lot to do, and I'm setting this up because it kind of it influences everything else you know, you can't, you can't ignore somebody, you can't never compliment somebody, you can only, you know, focus on what they do wrong, and then say, okay, let's go have sex. Right. And I'm not, I would be lying to you if I said that every year was horrible, that would be a wrong analysis. But, you know, I think there was that struggle in, you know, in general. And so, um, but by the time we had to move and uh, we kind of worked through that, and, sort of, just getting along. Because I'm going to tell you that at one point even my mom thought I should get a divorce. But because of my background when I was a child, um, I was not going to divorce and I was not going to put my two children. I mean, because I would be, I would, you know, young enough to meet somebody. They just, I wouldn't put them in a household with another man other than their father because he is a great dad. So um, I get in my 30s, and um, I don't know. That's maybe when maybe I want to start becoming a little more vanilla-ish. So it's always like me bringing stuff into the bedroom, like you know, just to keep it, you know, oc- you know, fun or whatever. But one time on our anniversary, we went to a strip joint. Um, my husband is a strip joint king. Let's just call him.
3: He loves strip clubs. And
1: um, oh god, oh my god, yes. Okay. And, um, I, you know, I think I was now in a different mindset with us and I was coming to my, this is like somewhere between the time I was like 37 and 40, right in that range. Uh, because right now I'm the outdated speed limit of 55. Yeah. And, um, so we uh, go in and, um, few drinks and I kissed a woman and I liked it. Right. And he was excited. He was excited about this and, um, and we kind of go back home and you know we kind of start some and, and then we go out of town and, and this is this is the part that's really hard but it has to be said so we 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 go out of town again and we go into a strip joint and we're out of town you know how the town goes and i this uh, black and i'm, I'm African American black i don't want to be rude she you know sits down with us and her and i have a connection like a huge connection like beyond connection. I mean, at one point she's dragging me into the bathroom or making out, you know, um, she does agree to come back to our room. She really doesn't want to play with my husband. And, um, so, uh, we do all that. I I will tell you that, um, I have to give kudos for guys eating women out because it's a hard thing to do. It's not that easy. I'm not that good at it. Oh, cause that was your first time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, it was amazing. I'm not going to lie. I, 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 It was very situational. I felt that connection different than the first time I just kissed somebody. This was completely different. So we get, you know, we go back home, and I thought, okay, maybe we're going to, like, you know, swing. I start looking up stuff. He's hesitant. But lo and behold, we go into the, I convince him to go in the swingers club, and we run into my younger daughter's mother who was there. And her and her boyfriend kind of befriended. Wait, wait your younger—wait, you know, no, no, I have to—I
3: can't follow that. Your younger daughter's mother, oh. wouldn't that be you?
1: Um, well, I mean, we weren't exactly friends, exactly, but I knew who she was. It Was my younger daughter's like friend, best friend? Okay, so at that time, my daughter oh, no, might. No, no, you—I
3: thought you said my younger daughter's mother. So your younger daughter's friend's mother. Right. sorry Oh, about okay. That. You didn't say the word friends. <laughs>
1: sorry yeah okay yeah and so her and her boyfriend you know kind of entices to play with them and and he's willing to watch I mean I knew nothing about any of this like I you know I kissed a girl and I liked it next thing you know I'm you know with this woman and you know she and I you know they want me to make out with her and before you know it she was real aggressive and you know put on a strap on and and you know and and then wanted me to put on a strap on and you know, which really was very difficult, but I'm kind of a power player. Like once I commit to doing something, I just, I'm going to follow through. Right. And we got through that. And then afterwards, like my husband just shut it down like that. So, you know, going a little fast forward, you know, we end up having to move and, or we're moving, we're building, we, you know, he's making a lot of money. We're, you know, building this ginormous house and all of that and, you know, I just go back into my suburbia housewife. I, you know, we're really struggling with my older daughter with a lot of difficult problems that affected us. And, you know, instead of him dealing with it, he just doesn't come home. Like, and I'm not jealous. I never followed him. He um, has traveled around the world. I I, I just, you know, we I'm just, we were never one of those type of couples that were, so he's just not coming home. I'm dealing with my crazy daughter and, um, and and putting on some weight, not a lot. I'm I'm a pretty small person, and uh, but things seemed really off. And um, one Christmas, I I just I had really felt it over the couple of months, but something really spawned me that maybe he was having an affair. And all his work stuff is separate. So to figure this out, and this is back in 2009, around Christmas time, like his work, he I don't have access to his phone very easily. I don't. But back then, he didn't pay bills online, and I figured out how to, you know, I know everything about him. You know, we've been married 20 years, and I see all, I get into one of his credit cards, and I see all these hotel bills. Local.
3: Local. Oh. And it was,
1: yeah, and it was, I mean, it was like the day after Christmas. Like, I knew the day before Christmas, like, my mom and everybody is at my house, and I got to hold it together. And, you know, I went to go, we're going up to his family, who I love, by the way, who loved me more. And um, his phone is locked. And I checked the phone a couple times. It just really couldn't find anything. And then when I knew, when I got back home from there, I knew something was up. And so on the 26th or 27th of December, man, I dug into it. And um, lo and behold, long story short, there they were. He fessed up to it and um, was very remorseful. But here was the thing is when I found out what he was doing, he, he was going into strip joints and or strip clubs, but the one he wrote was not a nice one. It was a very dangerous one, and he now, I don't know if it kicked in, you know, his background, it was all black women. Uh-huh. And not that I have any problem with that. I, I mean, I, I honestly do not. I mean, that, but... The fact that for so many years, he doesn't acknowledge me, doesn't, you know, it just became, well, you're not into me. That's what you're into, I guess, you know. Yes. Anyway, at that point... And maybe he did have a side
3: of himself that was into that. I mean, right?
1: Well, yeah. And what the big issue for me was, is where this was, like, these girls could have had little boyfriends, followed him. I mean, he had an expensive car. My God, they could have followed us back to haunt him through the house. I mean, there was some... I mean, this wasn't upscale. I'm just going to say that at that time. Mm -hmm. And so even though you had the money for upscale, okay, but it wasn't. Yeah, but maybe he liked
3: the dirty, dirty, dirt. You know what I mean? Some people are into that, you know.
1: Um, yes, I think it was also a better way to hide out because I will tell you, even though we are very open minded, the people he works for and all that may not have been.
3: Right. Same. Yeah. Okay. And
1: um, so he could hide out. I don't know, whatever. So anyway, I put it, you know, I salvaged this. He's, you know, sorry, remorseful. Um, I made a decision. I mean, I've never cheated. I mean, short of the two women that he saw, I had not been with any men. I was not going to revenge Buck. I, 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 I was going to pull it together. But as time went on, things, you know, we pulled it together. You know, he was nice for a while. It went back as the de- years went on. Okay, so I'm going to fast forward here to the more fun part of the story. Um, and but let me ask you a quick question. W- two
3: things, two questions mm-hmm. that came up while you were telling the, those parts of your story. Okay. One, why did he shut it down, you, like, fooling around with other women and going to swing clubs? Like, why did he shut that down?
1: Okay, I think because he was so he he is so weirdly private, which is where that I'm telling the story in public, he's so weirdly he just had this weird feeling like, oh my God, what if we get caught? and oh, I'm yeah, like, I get it yeah, I'm like, you know, if you're there, if they're at that place, then they don't want to be you know he just that was one thing and I think that with that night with the whole strap on and all that just sort of freaked him out. I mean, this was my why, you know, I, I, am not sure he just really shut it down. Okay, cool. He didn't want to do it. So go
3: back to your story. Sorry.
1: So anyway, as the years went on, you know, we're dealing, you know, we're dealing with a horrific time with my older daughter, really, really bad. And, um, I, um, Things start turning around, you know, things are getting better with her. And now but, uh, I'm but starting all these to years, come back though,
2: into
3: my own. Right. But let me ask you this. Like all these years have gone by since you caught him cheating. Mm-hmm. Were you like a crazy, mm-hmm. distrustful lunatic? Were you able to build that trust again in those years? How Did it take some time, but you were able to trust him? Or like, were you always rifling through his phones?
1: Um, now, first of all, I'm not particularly a jealous person okay Uh i mean Uh i have to be like warranted on that i will say in all honesty it it took a while i don't know if sexually i ever turned back on to him if that if that makes any sense so you know i didn't really 100 percent follow what what he was doing or anything like that at that time he seemed to be pretty up and up um I was under such a horrific time with my, you know, eighteen daughter. to twenty-two year old daughter. Like th- at this point, that's the last fucking thing I needed to be focused on. Okay. I mean, it was so bad. So mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. But but we did salvage it. We did have a couple, you know, some good years where, you know, we're traveling, we're this so or that. But um, but there's a big part of what wasn't being met for me. Like he won't tell me he loves me. He won't hold my hand. He won't, you know. He won't. And I kind, of, I, I kind of like because of everything going on. I just sort of accepted that that's marriage. This is it. You know, the good, the bad, whatever. But what happened was, is right when things were now improving. My my daughter's doing better, and now I'm kind of coming into my own. I start drawing again. I start figuring out. You know, at fifty, I I think I was like fifty one. You know, I, I, I need to start doing things for me that make me happy. Because what I basically, even though I had a career, I really stopped the career, a good career. And I became everybody's servant. Mm-hmm. My kids, mm-hmm. him, you know. And so now it was about a little more about me. I started drawing again, this or that, writing, whatever. So I went to this women's thing, and there was a photographer there. And I am going to tell you this. I've been photographer, professionally photographed photograph my whole life. And um, they wanted, as an older, she wanted to do like a bourgeois set with me. And I thought, yeah, okay, we can do that. I was a little nervous. It had been a long time. I mean, I I, I was a little, he- I was actually heavier at the time, but I was willing. I thought I'd give him this as a gift, you know. And I do this, I do these books and these photographs. I mean, my friends are like blown away by these photographs. And um, I give them to him, and he looks through the book. And closed this book, and I said, would you like any? And he said, yeah, they're fine. And I'm like, fine, okay. I mean, anyone you like? Well, this one's okay. Who did these, man or woman? I said, well, a woman. He even so much went to the point with my one daughter and made fun of him. And that, your pictures I mean, to your daughter. He did.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, he did. And so I... Um, we had now started going out, and I had kind of made a comment a few times, like, you know, what don't you know what? you could say I oh, look nice, like, you know, just, you know, I made an effort <laughs> or, you know, because here's the thing, and I'm going to say this. Um, I'm really fortunate woman that I have gotten a lot of ext- outside attention when I walk in a room or whatever, but the attention you want is from the one that you're most intimate with. Oh, that's great. But having that intimate attention is really more important to me than all of the other accolades. So anyway, um, at that point, I knew. I knew. You're going to send me I anonymous
3: pics for the,
1: my Patreon? I can. Okay, cool. I, I'll send you the whole picture with my face and everything. Yeah, no, no, face. no.
3: I won't show anyone. I, 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 I won't show your face, but you could send it to me and I'll yeah. black out your face or whatever. Okay, I so will. go
1: on. I will. So anyway, um, I at that point decide I'm not leaving, but I've got something for the first time if somebody should approach me. And I've turned down many men over the years. Trust me on that. I might consider it. So this is now the funny part to the story. So we're going to to the fun part. So um, me um, me and my daughter, and they're adults, and we're watching some crazy gigolo show on, I don't know, Showtime or something. And I'm watching this and I don't know I, you know I, I end up looking it up and I decide that you know what I'm going to make that phone call So, I, what so yeah, phone call? I'm going to make that phone call to the service
3: what service?
1: well um, it, it is a professional gigolo I don't know if I should say the name of what it is um, say the name no one knows show. who the fuck you are Okay, well, okay, if anybody's heard the Jiggler Show on Showtime, there is really a real company called Cowboys for Angels, and they are an escort service for women, and um, they are very high-end, and um, I and they're all across the United States, and I went online, and actually one of the more famous ones actually has one of my art drawings that I was not inclined to want to to use him even though I've spoken with him he's very nice but I called the service and I picked somebody and I was set to go out of town and I was going to meet this person and um, my husband did not know about it.
3: How much do they cost? I'm looking at online. Okay, cowboys for angels, cowboys, and then the number four angels, and they're fucking hot guys. Okay, hot pods. I wonder if they go with guys too, because I mean, this would be a gay man's dream. These guys are all like perfect looking, but also for women, you know, let me ask you this. How much is it to book one of these guys?
1: Well, it depends on the hour. So, and it depends on the rating of the guy. You know how popular the guy is. like. So at the time, the guys when I was using the service, the guys there were several guys still that were on the show. I mean, they were more. I mean, I think like like they were more like fifteen hundred dollars for like four hours. Like some of the the lower I don't say lower guys because they're all beautiful guys. Or like maybe twelve out uh, twelve hundred dollars for four hours, and you could do an overnight. Then they have you know they have a whole rate breakdown okay. on it. Okay, so, so you book a um, guy.
3: You booked a guy.
1: I book a guy. Okay, I book a hot guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, he was actually he was on the cover of um, um, Playgirl and Mentai, and um, he's not working with the company anymore. Okay, anyway, so. Um, I um, have all the emails and stuff. But, you know, that's how, you know, you just start acting different. And my husband never, you know, really paid any attention to me. And so I'm thinking, like, I never really was all that careful. Well, one day I came home, and he is drunk off his ass and pissed, and he had found the emails From the cowboy. Had you met your cowboy yet at this point? No, no. I set this all up, like, months and ahead of time. Okay. So I'd set this, like, months ahead, of, like, three months ahead of time, you know. And so, okay. like, I'm getting in shape and all that. And, you know, actually in my 50s, I actually looked better in my 50s than my 40s because I lost, like, 25 pounds. And I've kept it off for several years. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'm, like, and that, and I think that, like, helped me, too. Like, this was during that time. Anyway, so my, he is pissed. Like, he is, but I, here was the weird part. Like, I was, I wasn't really remorseful, not really, not on everything I did. Like, you know, he's saying he's going to expose me. I'm like, take your best shot. I'll expose you too. Like, go ahead, you know. I mean, it was, I mean, it, it was pretty crazy that night. But mm-hmm. we went to bed, and I ended up um, having to go. I had an appointment the next day. And when I came home, he kind of sat down with me, and he said, look. He said, it's really, you know, and he had cried all day. He said, because here he had this pristine wife in his mind now, that now I've went on to the dark side, And he said, you know, you've had very little experience with men. It's not fair that I've done everything I've done. to be honest, I've never really thought, like, about monogamous and that's really right for me and this and that. And why don't you keep your date?" And I said, okay. And so at that point, we started setting the rules. You know how that goes. You know, you set – and boundaries or rules or what you think and all that and mm-hmm. I um, time came and I went on the date I flew there he flew there he got an escort your husband so that was a part of the rules
3: that he was allowed to fuck someone else
1: too yeah we agreed yeah that, that's what we were going to do that okay. I was going to get to have thing and he could pick one himself I actually went online looking for one for him helping him out no whole nine yards.
3: Right. Well, is there a cowboys and for girls? I mean, is there cowgirls no, for an angels? No. Okay. Okay. All right. No.
1: Okay. So go on. Anyway, by the way, with cowboys and stuff, it's really time you book. There's no guarantee that you're going to get sex. So I want to be clear on that. It, you, they do not sell sex. They only sell time. Right.
3: Right. Right. Really. Totally. You're going and on a date.
1: Between the two people. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, I have not really been on a date. I mean, I'm, I think I was 52 at the time. And, um, I picked my hot guy and he's so sweet. He's so nice. So anyway, we end up going to the room and, um, long story short, you know, um, he, we, I mean, I'm scared out of my freaking mind, but I go through with it. Mm
2: -hmm. And,
1: um, I mean, it was very vanilla, very nice. I mean, he's, he he was just, he's a wonderful man, to be honest with you. And and I actually talked to him not too long ago. I still talk to him sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, and then my, my husband does his thing and that worked out good. And I mean, we were like the happy couple. We're talking about it. I, I like hearing about it. You know, it's all, all good. We kind of talk about not having any nights. you know, no overnights, uh, maybe no anal, you know, not that we did that really anyway, but You know, just like some boundaries. But we come back in town, and right away he's on another one. And um, I um, got a little upset, but I'm in this part now. I'm doing a lot of research. I'm understanding compersion. I I want him to be happy. And that's when it's really like he is picking all black women. And at this point, I'm kind of like, well, he needs to pick what he likes. You know, I want him to be happy and all that. And so we get started with our open crazy situation. But I stick to just flying out and seeing this guy. The so same I spent guy. Thousands of dollars.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I I I spent. Matter of fact, I spent quite a bit of money doing all of that. And um, so I met him like five times. But about I don't know seven months into it, you know, and I. I, and I kept it in check in terms of the emotions. I mean, I really like this person, but obviously it is what it is. And as I was getting more confident, um, I decided at this point I need, wanted to find somebody local, and I go online. And I'd never done anything online, and this is where my crazy story starts. So I go online, and, I, and right away when I go online, I get 1,000 hits, 1,000 like or 2,000 hits. That's how many hits I get. Now,
3: oh, are you no, on there I'm, as a married wo- woman looking to, like, swing on the side? Does your husband mm-hmm. know that you're on this website doing yes. this? Yes. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Okay. Uh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So you're like um, the hot he wife. Was
3: a li- you're, like, hot wife again at this point.
1: I guess. Yeah. So, but we also agreed, like, he didn't want to do the swinging thing. We do things separate. He's just okay. not into the whole swinging things. And I also want to tell you another thing that also happened to understand why the swinging probably would have never worked for us you know, when two people meet when they're younger, like he's 63, I'm 55. We have not aged the same. And I don't mean that in a rude way. It's just, we're on different spectrums on that. It's what he has learned. It's much easier for me. I think it's easier for any woman anyway, but it's a lot easier for me. Right. Okay. So I, um, so I start, you know, going out on date you know, like meeting my, my first incident was not good. My next one, I met a and actually, I met a, a widower on really a cheating site. And he was a widow, not cheating, but he just didn't want to commit. He was a young guy. And um, I, you know, we ended up having a relationship a little bit. And um, so I'm kind of, but I'm always honest that I'm a little bit more of a poly thinking mind. And I, you know, there was somebody else that I go and still and go see. And, you know, I try to be as honest as I can about everything and um, my husband not honest i'll tell you that he is not honest with the people he sees he represents himself as being single and um, that's what he likes
0: Mm -hmm. we
1: pretty much do live a single life
0: hi i'm chris gethard and i'm very excited to tell you about beautiful anonymous a podcast where i talk to random people on the phone i tweet out a phone number thousands of people try to call talk to one of them they stay anonymous i can't hang up that's all the rules i never know what's going to happen we get serious ones I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings, crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous.
1: So, you know, I have my my one girlfriend who knows all about this. She calls me Samantha. I have so many That's your alter ego. Stories. <laughs> oh, God. I guess I could have been Samantha, but... So, you know, I've had a couple like that, like I'm dating. If I got fluked by somebody, I would just, I would, I would just like stop it. Like I, I it, you know, just finding the right thing, what I was looking for. At one point I was like a college girl, maybe like I had, like I was doing two or three guys at the same time, like mm-hmm. for a while. And, uh, which was fun, but it was still, you know, pretty vanilla. I had one that I, you know, I, I saw on a regular he too, was, you know, super good looking. And I've done, like, I like, I'm actually more into really smart men. So they could be older, they could be younger. I won't go too young. I just don't, I'm not into 20-year-olds. So I, I won't go too, too young. And, uh, but anyway, so I had kind of had a runoff where things just, I was just, not really working out. I was getting a little tired. I'm, I'm in there cleaning my inbox. I've had a lot of dates. And this was back in January, or not January, this was March, I know around February of 2020. And um, the guy messages me, and it's a cheating site. I, and I've used both sites. I've used regular sites and not. It's just a, And I've met several guys that were single on this other site, so I would use both. And um, he messages me, and he's trying to get my attention, and finally he kind of does, and he sees a picture that has a necklace that I'm wearing. It's one of the, I think it's one of those Beaudrill pictures. And he writes me, and he says, I bet you're not just looking for sex. And at that point, he was right. And I said, okay, let's meet. So I meet this guy at um, a really nice um, hotel bar. And it's right before COVID. And, um, you know, he's like an average Joe, and you know, I walk in, and you know the conversation starts flowing, and you know, he kind of expresses you know he kind of expresses his situation and you know a little bit, and um he's married, and you know, the kind of the stale thing I've heard it before and You know, normally I preferred to be with people that were open, but every once in a while if a certain situation came up that I found was okay, I might entertain the idea of somebody who was married. I know, please don't. I know, I know, I know. But we really connect in this bar, and we're just, like, talking. And the next thing you know, like, he wants to kiss me, and he's grabbing my choker, and I don't know, we go in this back kind of, part of the bar and before you know it my top's down and he's sucking my tits and I was like oh my god like I mean I'm somebody that I don't even hold your hand in public right. hardly and um, and I can't believe you know and, and I, we, we leave and we go in his car and we're kind of making out and come back and you know the next day he's like calling me he's like that's so hot and I'm like I'm so embarrassed I did this And um, but he had to tell me one of the things that came up is that he said that he was into a particular kink and he asked me about my necklace and I said well what do you mean my necklace because I had like a big Tiffany's choker on Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: I I said it's just it was my daughter's but she did not wear anymore so I started wearing it and uh, he said well you know I'm kind of into like kink like uh, kind of like a DS situation and I'm like what? Like D-S? Like what do you mean by D-S? And he said, well, it's under the, like the BDSM stuff. Now, I will tell you, Kathy, that I'd had two other guys that I had been involved with that scooted around this. One guy was younger and he wanted to be called sir and, be, and he didn't really go into it a whole lot with me and I was kind of like, you know, I'm 50-some, I think I was like 53, 54 at the time. I'm like, you know what? I said go like get your other girlfriend to call you, sir. I don't see myself doing that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I had another guy who was really into Hot Wife, and I just, like, he wanted me to, like, with a bunch of guys, and I was like, yeah, I know, you need to go get someone else. But he said this DS on the BDSM, and I'm like, okay, I read a lot of romance, but I miss that novel on Fifty Shades of Grey. What does that mean? And uh, he starts to explain it to me. You know, he's an alpha. He says, he just says, and he says, you're just a natural submissive. I can feel it in you, which I am. Like, I, I service everybody. And um, he said, I've really, you know, he said, would you be open-minded to it? Well, I like this guy. I, there was a chemistry. Like, yes, I've been, like, he was sort of like, he, he's very good-looking older. He's, like, he's two years younger than me, two or three years younger than me. You know, but I, I liked him. And I was like, well, okay, I'm, I'll try to, I'm pretty open-minded now on things. So yeah, okay, we can consider this. So next thing you know, like I'm sending, I'm looking this crap up and I'm sending him pictures like you want to beat my ass? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sending things over to him. And he's like, no, it's not like that. And he says, it just, he says, you'll see. So we end up starting a sexual relationship and just the chemistry is off the charts just immediately. But it's still in the vanilla range he's not going to push me too hard and then after about a month and a half he was like i think you're ready and he would like send me like kind of prepare me and let me have like showing me pictures of of what he liked and he said okay i want you to go get a dress like this like and he'd show me the picture and i said okay and i had we had we had two houses at the time. I had my big house. I'm now uh, living downtown in a smaller house. And I said, "Well, I said, well, we'll just go up to the bigger house." And um, so we get up there, and I mean, I mean, he this guy blows like any 30 year old out of the water sexually. He gets in your head. I mean, he will mind fuck you. He will. I mean, when you're talking about foreplay, the foreplay is not necessarily even touching you. And, and it, it, it's amazing. And so he has me go put this little fishnet dress on, and he's talking to me, and he's telling me in my ear what he's going to do to me. And next thing you know, you know, he gets me, puts this collar on me. And you know, I'm like shaking. Like I am literally shaking. And you know, he's telling me, don't be scared. And, and he is the one that really kind of gave me my name angel and next thing you know I'm on the 404s and he's I'm crawling like I don't crawl for any man I don't bow for any man I, mm-hmm. but I am doing this. Mm-hmm. and the next thing mm-hmm. you know he puts me at this big table in the kitchen and he straps me to this table I'm strapped to this table shaking and he takes a big buck knife out and he rips my dress off You want to talk about adrenaline? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. So that kind of started the intensity of what that was. So now I'm – I hissed up. Okay, so the other part, too, that I'm missing, I guess if I can dial back, was the fact that when we started to play – Remember when I told you about my husband liking black women, right? Mm
2: -hmm. Well,
1: one of the things, because of everything that happened, I really had developed this idea that, well, if you're into that, you can't be into me. I'm blonde, blue-eyed, I'm, you know, I, I mean, I get it. That's what you're into, so you're not into that. So in my alternative world, I want people into me. So we're in bed one day and um he we're talking and he's asking something about my husband and I said, Well, you know, I said he's you know, he's into his thing, you know, he likes black women and that's fine and I mean he's just not into me. And I'm gonna call him D. D looks at me and he says, I need to tell you something and I said, What? And he says, My wife's black. Mhm. I almost fell off the fucking bed. I literally backed off, like Why wouldn't you tell me that? Not that that matters. It's just that right away in my head, I go, if you're into that, how could you be into me? Mm -hmm. Like, why did you speak me out? And he goes to me, he says, well, I don't have a type. He said, well, yes, I do. I have a type. I'm into beautiful women. My wife is beautiful. You're beautiful. I'm into beautiful women. There's my type. He, and for what it's worth, I just liked him, and I decided, okay, I'm just going to go down this roller coaster and continue to go down this roller coaster. And so the DS started. And um, now the role play. So we're, we're playing, and I mean, every time we're together, and you can ask who. I mean, we do something different. And we had – We had talked about different things. I had shared a little bit about um, what I call myself, I said situationally bi, but I mean, I don't know if I'm bi. I don't know. I call it situationally bi. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, he talked about a threesome. And this is like, he tells me that he had had another sub a couple years ago. Him and his wife were open. She shut it down, which I understood that. But he kept it going with this other girl. And they, I mean, he's naughty. He is not, he should be on your show. He's naughty, naughty. And he said, well, you know, my my other girlfriend's a sub, you know, she was into gangbangs. I put those together for us. Um, you know, I mean, he, he's told me some of that stuff. And I'm like, I, I just don't know. I, I don't see my, he said, no, I don't even want you to do that. But, you know, would you even consider a threesome? And at the time, I was really negative. I'd been asked to do threesomes by people, but... I don't want to be the odd man out, and I just wasn't sure I wanted to do that. And the way my husband is, he would be all into the other person and not even, like, acknowledge me. And I just, like, I had that fear. And he said, I, so I just don't know if I can do it, but who knows, maybe I'll be open-minded. So we'd had a lot of talks like that. And so, um, you know, as, the, as we continue to play, um, I invited him back over. I mean, we do hotels, or we can spend the night. He travels, whatever. That was another condition that I had. And um, so we're at my uh, other house, and I will remember this story for the rest of my life. So I had always, I made this, like, very formal dinner. I'm all dressed up. He comes in. He gets dressed up. You know, we play, and actually one of our workers at the prop, that house almost walk in on us. And which was just a little bit scary. And so after dinner, you know, he's, you know, in my formal dining room, he's fucking me, he stops, he's like, okay, now go get dressed and put that outfit. I told you I wanted you to wear. And so I I go get, he says, you know, you're going to have to trust me. And I'm like, okay. And so I'll call you when you're ready. So he goes upstairs and we have, I have this big attic. Matter of fact, two bedrooms could be in this big attic. And he calls me, and so I get ready, and I go upstairs. I walk upstairs, and the door's open to go into this outside room to go, and there's all these candles lit. This is so true. All these candles lit. And I walk in, and I walk up, and I look, and he has a cape and a beast mask on. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. And I almost turned around, and he grabs my hand. And he said, don't be scared. I'll take it off. And and then it hit me. It hit me how vulnerable he had to be to put that on. I said, no, you could leave it on. And so we went into the attic. And um, now um, I had been bound a couple times. But he was going to, like, I had this poster thing. He bound me to that. He... You know, I mean and he I mean, and we've had to work through like he'll call me slut, my slut, my rich slut, my this, you know, whatever. And, you know, he's he's sucking me in the mouth, he's putting things in every hole pretty much, he's in control, he's stopping. I mean I mean, he is a beast, for sure. Mhm. Finally, I'm, like, I can barely even, like, I, I'm on, like, my legs are thing. I, can, I have these heels on. I can barely. He finally releases me, throws his cape on the floor, and he pours hot wax on me. He doesn't hit me a whole lot. Um, but he's just not what he seems to do with me. I mean, and so he pours the wax on me. We sort of clean up, and he, we go, he takes me downstairs, okay? Um, we go downstairs. And we're in this outdoor room and we start again and it's now we do vanilla too. So it's more in a vanilla. And I say to him, I said, Oh gosh, I just love this. It. It's like, I cannot get enough of you. And he looks, he stops and he looks at me and he says, just say it. And I said, say what? And he said, say, you, say you love me. And I said, just say it. And I said, I love you. And he says, I love you too. And that was a big change for our relationship, and but I'm messed up. So every day, he now has asked me to start. He said, "Would you send a kneeling picture to me?" And I've actually come to enjoy the kneeling aspect. Would you start sending me a kneeling picture every morning? So I did. And I'm sending a kneeling picture. We're coming up with new things. Like one of our other gigs is that we will be out in public. Like one time we were out at a speakeasy. I met him, and, um, you know, he's just all on me. I'm dressed, he likes really skanky dressing, like where my boobs are showing and all that, pretty much. And um, he's pretty much in the speakeasy. Fucking me finger fucking me just eating my neck I mean people were probably like those people need to go get a room (laughs) right you know the whole room is like cleared out and he goes to like try to eat me out and I pull him back up and the door opens like we were so close to getting caught it was unbelievable we go back to my other hat my little house and you know he I mean ties me up straps me up I mean we just go at it for you know hours that morning I mean, just on and on and on. So we kind of play that way, and um, we kind of get started. And we have a little hiccup where he's worried he's going to get caught, and he pretty much breaks up with me. And I tell him, like, you know what? I love you enough to let you go. Like, I'm not here to hurt anybody. Um, We also have, like, I mean, he talks to me about business, work, um, I do some erotic writing. Some of our writing has to do with the stories that I you know, I've have between him and I. And um, anyway, so we kind of put it back together, and um, we get to the point now where there's some talk about having a threesome. And I, um, we do get to a situation where right during this breakup, what really freaked him out, and here was another new thing I had to learn about him, is he said that he was getting um, some contacts from people and that he too was in with the cuckable lifestyle. I didn't even know what that was. Like, I knew what cuckold from Old English. I did not know about the cuckable lifestyle and that he was a bull and that he had been involved. In, I guess he did like Craigslist. Um, that's where you know years back and almost to the point that I the way he describes it that he's more into the bull than he really is the DS in my opinion that that's where I've kind of come up in terms of him so um, I was like okay it, it took me back but again if you love somebody you can't just love the good you gotta love the dark like You know, and I've really, like, started to figure out, like, sometimes when you're, if you present something, like, let's say a guy has a panty fetish. Well, if someone just tells me up front like that, and I'm not into them yet, that seems kind of weird to me. But, like, with this guy, he could tell me he wants to dress and drag, and I'd be like, okay, let's go. You know, I mean, it's a whole different analogy for me. And he is just sort of opening me up sexually. So, um, we decide to go into a swingers club and that's where, um, we have our first threesome. And, um, it was with another couple in one of the rooms that they have now. And these, some of these, uh, swinging clubs that you can actually have sex in the club and, um, me and her, she's nervous. Me and her start, you know, going at it and, and, um, he had actually kind of set it up because I was on the dance floor dancing and talked to the husband or whatever And before. And so he was given permission. He could play with us, but I had given that I did not want another man to touch me. And that guy was willing to watch. He got a little pissy about it, but he was willing to watch. And um, for a while, we had the door open. People are watching me and her. Then Dee gets involved because she sees, is equipment and she wants them and i just whisper in her ear and said okay i you know yes you're yes you can
0: hi i'm chris gethard and i'm very excited to tell you about beautiful anonymous a podcast where i talk to random people on the phone i tweet out a phone number thousands of people try to call talk to one of them they stay anonymous i can't hang up that's all the rules i never know what's going to happen we get serious ones I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh. Somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous.
1: And so it was a very interesting, good sexual after we've been. We just walked away pretty quickly. And he was pretty excited we did this. And he's had other threesomes, but he was still, I think it had been a while that he'd had a girl-girl threesome. Girl so, now we are kind of like, something came up and he was talking about, like, you know, maybe we need to find a girlfriend and have two subs and I was like, no, I, I, I don't want two subs. Women are like on a hierarchy, I'm not jealous, but I don't think two subs, if you want another submissive woman, that's one thing, but making someone a sub and he said, yeah, I no, know, I get it, yeah. So, we continue on i mean because the relationship's over a year old now we continue on and um, some really tragic things happened to me and my family with covid and um so we're kind of i'm living in another city my my mom my her husband died and my mom almost died and i was taking care of them and i got COVID, so um that was not fun mm-hmm. anyway so we finally get back together and um January hits of this year, and I, I go up to another, he was out work, working, and I go visit him on a work trip, and um, I know one of his other kinks, you know, is a bride, like, he likes to tarnish the bride, so I got this beautiful bride's costume, and he videoed it, but that was more of a cuck thing, and where he really wanted, and I feel bad about this, he wanted to hear kind of the not the great things about me and my husband. And how that's the way the whole cut thing is, I guess. I don't know. But we do that. And um, he videos the whole thing. And it's about an hour video. Everything from he straps me to a door. He takes a big knife and cuts my beautiful panties off to sucking me in the ass when when we're um, being videoed. And he's a lot to handle. Like, I'm not, um, I mean, it's, there's some tears going on there. And, um, and so um, we keep, you know, we keep going and um, he has the video and he sends me this, he's like short video. That I've never really done that before. He's had some, a couple little short clips before of us, but this was like a full movie. <laughs> And um, but there's in the video, there's very intimate moments between us in terms of not just the heavy hardcore fucking, but very tender moments and all of that. But one of the things that has started has started happening between us, especially in terms of the whole BDSM thing is when he goes too hard, it's a fight or flight for me. I literally will, like, I'll fight him. I mean, I will turn it, like, I will, like, my hand, it will become a fight. Like, it's like he'll, at that point, almost have to calm me down, put me in almost a chokehold. It doesn't happen often, but it happens sometimes. So, anyway, we have that kind of going on. I'm not a great sub in the sense of the protocol. Like, I like, I'll cook for him, I'll sit by his feet, I love the kneeling, but I tend to forget the sir thing. I don't call him sir. I usually call him by his regular name. Unless we're in a sexual scene, then I'm better at the sir thing. Um, And I kind of joke around. He's like, no, you're like, perfect. I'm with me. This is, you know. And um, so I um, think everything is, you know, good. But I Somehow, again, I think it's that when women's, you know, things start feeling a little off. And um, we use a different app to communicate. I mean, I can use all, he has so many phones I use, it it doesn't really matter. But, and um, so, um, his birthday's coming up. And what I decided for his birthday that I w- we would go to a strip joint. I was going to take him to a strip joint and, um, I was going to get us an escort, him an escort, and we were going to have a threesome and, um, I do. And she's quite lovely. And it was probably the most beautiful threesome out of the three threesomes I've had, um, It was also actually weirdly her first threesome, so she was kind of taken back by it, Um, how we were, how we were with her. Um, But I will tell you one of the more beautiful moments in that was, you know, he's very in control. Like, he will, like, he's going to maneuver the women around. Um, At that point, everything was open game. He could kiss her. I just, I like watching. I've learned that. It was like a gift. Like, here's my gift to you. Like, I love watching him, fuck somebody. I mean, that's so wrong. I don't know. Is it wrong? I don't know. Well, you said um, I think in
3: your email you said you thought you were a cuck queen, maybe.
1: Well, he calls me that sometimes. Mhm. And so, um, um, next thing you know, he, you know, we're giving him a blow job together, which is real fun for him. And uh, but before you know it, he kind of tells me to puts me on top of her, lifts me up, and he goes for the you know, the butt action. And she realizes this, and she just holds me through it. And it, it was, I mean, it was, like, really incredible. Like, that's something I will never forget, just the intensity of us three. It was so fluid. It was beautiful. Um, you know, she leaves and, you know, we knocked off another one off of our list. Um, but he still, there was some distraction, I felt. Things were seemed a little off and um this kind of puts us more on a current and um i would joke around with him because of traveling like i would say well you know what if you're traveling you go do something just make sure you're safe um because i will tell you now him and i do not use condoms i do test regularly um but w- him and i do not use condoms un- unless we're doing some ass play and um he's like oh yeah and it, it really wouldn't even bug me like okay you go You know, you go do you. And I'd always told them that, that if I can't, if there's something I can't do, if I'm not meeting your needs, you're free to go do whatever. The only problem with that is you say that early on, and then as time goes on, you know, sometimes things change. But um, I felt like something was off, and um, I know he's he's still very good friends with his ex, sub who's now married I didn't know if he was talking to her I could see on the app we were using like he was talking to somebody else and um you know I didn't really say anything but um I I was sort of because of his work schedule kind of fighting for his attention and you know I end up meeting this other girl and she wants to play with us I don't think I was really attracted to her but I'm trying to make this work for us which I'll never do again and um we end End up having a threesome with her, and I get too drunk and become a shit show. I make it through it, but he decides on this night. It's like he was trying to kind of get me jealous a little bit um, at the start, and then he ties me up, which I did not like. With and then you know he's fucking her, and you know she's you know he's kind of commanding, telling me what to do, but I'm strapped down to the bed. And um, when it was all over, um, I get, I pass out, um, and then I guess I wake up, and they catch me before I get sick. And um, I think I just got nervous about that night and had not eaten. It wasn't like I was, like, pounding, pounding drinks, but the drinks were strong, and I just wasn't paying as close attention. And um, I get really drunk. And then they get in a fight. Who's taking care of me, and he's like, he really tells her to leave. But the next morning, you know, I'm all cleaned up. We were going to play again. And, and for the first, I mean, this guy can just, I mean, he can get it up. He can, I mean, he just couldn't. He said, well, I had a lot of sex last night. I'm thinking, well, I just thought one time, but okay. But he played, while I was passed out, he played with her. Okay, that's fine, whatever. But when we were getting up, one of the things that happened was, is I had a toy and he'd used the toy on her and the toy was clean but then somebody put it in me, and I was like, "That's not cool." And now he's worried, and he says, and he had actually penetrated her without a condom, but then stopped and then put the condom on. So there was worry there, and I about what now occurred because we really didn't know this girl. And um, next thing you know, I I made a kind of a comment, and he says, "Well, you act like I'm fucking all these people. It's only been one other person the whole year." And I stop because he had represented to me that he was not seeing anybody else. If he, I, if he had told me from the beginning that he, I mean, or never represented anyone, I don't, I don't know if it would have been as big a deal.
2: Can I just ask you a question?
3: Because it it seems like the first half of this podcast, we were talking about you as like a married couple. And then all of a sudden it took off Mm -hmm. on this guy. And like what the fuck's happening with your husband? Like it just sounds like a totally different mm-hmm. life and a totally different story. Like I it mean, is. Wh- what are what's is. going on with like your husband stories. at this point? Because okay. we're gonna wrap it up so, in like five minutes. But what what's going on with your husband? Does he know about all this shit going down with this guy? I mean, it just sounds like you've yes, got this he, whole relationship with this guy.
1: I do, I do. He knows this, and he's had to he's had to watch it. My husband, we almost live, like two single people. To the few people that know us, we really almost represent ourselves. We don't really have sex anymore. Um, We have, for years, slept in separate bedrooms. Um, He, when I was in Houston, I mean, he kind of lives his own life. I kind of live my own life. Um, I don't know if the relationship pulled us away uh, more so, but it was already going in that direction. We're kind of like life partners. We've we've committed. We're not getting divorced. I have a grandchild. Um, But I mean, he has recently picked up on that there might be some real deep emotions, but it's like he doesn't really care. Does he have a girlfriend that you know of? He, oh, I know. Yeah, um, he, yes and no. I mean, he's more of a sugar daddy type. He, he, you, I mean, he's more of a sugar daddy type. So he plays with several, um, usually pays them. He had one for about a year and a half that he saw And then she's kind of gotten bored of him now. He's chasing another one. I will know about the thing. But in the beginning when we started this, we were much more open talking. But my husband went down, don't ask, don't tell. And so that's kind of where we went. And then I got involved in this by chance. And it is a big love affair.
3: Right. So now you're in love with this guy and you're starting to get jealous that he's with other people. No,
1: I'm, jeal- I'm not jealous that he fucks other people. It doesn't think what what occurred, what occurred in the and I'll wrap, try to wrap it up in the five minutes. What has occurred is that he, he admitted that there was someone else, but he was going to talk to me about it in person. When we sat down and talked to him. I thought he was going to tell me that he went to go. He was going to be a cuck for his ex, whatever, or he had a one night, whatever or whatever. Nothing could have prepared me for what he said. And basically what he said was that in January, 2020, he started talking to a woman who lives in another state and she's all BDSM. And I'm like, okay. And he said that I was talking to you at the same time, but you're here. And the relationship just kind of went and that I continued to talk to her for a whole year. And I said, well, so you made her a sub. And he said, well, she came in January. So after they spoke for a whole year online, she's of a very religious background. She's younger. And he, him and her started a DS relationship and she has flown into our state twice. And he had admitted to me that she sends him these mailing pictures and that has been the issue for me. That every morning I send these. Matter of fact, the kneeling pictures are very. I'm more artistic, and I even made him a book of them for his birthday of all these kneeling pictures. But he has been. I, I just, if he would have told me in the beginning, I've had other guys say they were involved with other women in the beginning. I would have been cool. That's fine. I don't know if I would emotionally went down the rabbit hole with him, but he he. Has started this other relationship, and it is ongoing. And I'm not going to tell him that it's it's on him. I cannot. It's hard because now, for the first time in many years, a little bit of the green monster is coming out, and I'm having a hard time with that relationship.
3: Right. So, but you love because you care about him. But he's not going to leave his wife, is he? I mean, no, he, I right. would not.
1: I would not. And matter of fact. Matter of fact, it's me sometimes because they've had some trouble and they've not been married like we I have, and I will tell him. I, I actually usually take his wife's side, right. and I'll calm him down. So right. I'm not going to interfere in that. I and that was the thing I said. You inter, I said women, other women aren't like me. They will try to sabotage you. I know the one one the last sub wanted to marry him, mm-hmm. and. So that's I'm never getting divorced. I do not believe he's gonna get divorced, nor do I want to do that. I think she's happier in her own little arena for the most part, And uh, but now he has this other woman. And I mean, we him and I just went on vacation together for about five days. It was like a work trip, but it was in a vacation spot. We decided not to talk about it, um, but the subject has come up again. And I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to come up with compersion. I'm trying to, I mean, it's hard. It's hard.
3: It's hard to deal with the other, the other woman, even though, I mean, can't you look at it? Like, I thought you were like a cuck queen and you've seen him fuck other girls. Like, is it the fact that, you know, she's doing the same things that you're doing? I mean, you do know he has a wife. So is it because she's she's another mistress and you are, and you want to be the
1: only one? No, I think what it really boils down to, it's really compartmentalized. His wife and him don't have that kind of, they don't have that kind, the type of relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's the one spot. I'm, what he's now come back to me and said, see, here's the other thing. Like, I'm still not like, what he came back to, I guess she likes to be flogged and stuff. And I said, but you told me like you were in a situation where someone really wanted you to hit them and you couldn't do it. And he, and he said, well, this is what he told me. He said. As a dom, I do what each woman needs. So apparently this woman wants to be flogged. He said, you don't want that. You know you don't want that. You're not even like that. You know, and, and what's also happened is that, so where I thought that was my role, if somebody told you that was your role for a year, and now they're coming back and saying, well, you're really, you're more my girlfriend. You know, it's it's like a headspace. Okay, what am I? Am I, I? And and then him saying, "Well, no, I, I, I want it to keep it just the way it is. I want the pictures. I want this. I want that." And I'm like, "Well, if she wants to be your sub, then she can go do that." So, I mean, I know I'm not being fair, and that's where I'm trying to work through it. Yeah, well, head. where are you guys I mean, stand
3: now? It's you just got out of a but he's
1: keeping it a secret, and that's the next conversation I'm going to have with him. Like, why don't we just divulge what this is?
3: It's not a secret anymore. But
1: It's not a secret, but the role that they have or the intensity or what it is is still kind of a secret.
3: I think it's better that he didn't tell you because you obviously wouldn't want to know. Maybe so. You don't want to know. I mean, it bothers you, which I get. You know what I mean? It's hard to, you're so involved with him. You have no relationship with your husband. You're totally in with this guy who's, you know, never going to be anything more than what you have. It's better that he kept that a secret. It would have been better for you to never have known. And what does it matter if he's doing that? You know what I mean? It doesn't really matter at the end of the day if you're not really going to ever marry him or leave your husband for him. You know, you have your thing. So, you know, it's, it's, battered like for you not to know. It, so I I think it was smart of him not I, but I don't know it wasn't good for you to find out. <laughs> kind of ruined things. I,
1: I I don't think it it kind of has.
3: Yeah, and that's the problem. It but I mean has. like you you know you have it set up where you have this guy and you're entangled in this situation. It's kind of like a relationship. But I think that, you know, um you're at a place where the 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 relationship has changed and you're looking at it as something more you have a very intense connection with him but you should probably try to come to some terms with the fact that this other woman exists and be okay with it and maybe go to like a don't ask don't tell kind of scenario you don't need to know about her what does it fucking matter
1: i just need to get there i I just sometimes i just i do better that when i process things and when i think things are like when i like once i knew like it didn't bug me when he said he had had would been with someone for a year I was okay you disclosed that no deal I guess my thing is that it's really the emotional element like if he's having an emotional if you're having an emotion if he's just fucking somebody or he's doing you know he's go flag fuck her ass I don't give a shit you know if he's all doing that but if he's having the same kind of emotional element and doing the thing then that I think that's what bothers me um, but it shouldn't because you're right. I listen, it, is it doesn't matter that it
3: shouldn't, it does. Right. And that's a problem. And that's the dangerous, that's sort of the consequence that comes with this kind of a situation. You've crossed a line where you feel like you own him emotionally, but I think what you should work on is trying to create some sort of boundary that way. I think it's hard once you cross that line to go back. I once think it you, is. Cross
1: the, you can't go back. I mean, once you, I mean, I can't, I can't stop loving him. Or, I mean, he tells me he loves me more than...
3: No, you got to just let him, you know, tell him that you don't want to fucking know. That, tell him to go back to being a good liar. <laughs> you know what I mean? That would be better for you. You know, don't
1: tell. Yeah. Fucking keep it to yourself. Yeah. Well, that's a good advice because I was right on the verge of saying, okay, you need to sit down and tell me everything was going on. And I have been toying with that oh, back and forth.
3: No, you don't need to know. Unless it turns you on. Why don't you, like, make it a cuck queen scenario? Why don't you get involved? Why don't you fuck her, too? I mean, it could. That's what I'm saying.
1: Like, he has he kind of, like, since he really now turned this into a physical situation, a lot of our stuff has kind of slowed down. It's, like, now I think because he's so I love you, I love you, I love you, it's like he's kind of pulled me out of the sub thing, if that makes any sense.
3: I guess. So let her take that role and you take the other role and why don't you like get involved in them sexually? I don't know. But you have to keep me posted because like you're at a point where it's like complicated. You, like I, I get it. Like you're not supposed to like him, but you do. And it's, oh, it's I all understand fantasy. It. Yeah, but it's a reality it's all- and <laughs> it bothers you and you're dealing with that. But keep me posted on what happens. I think somehow you have to turn it around. I think you should turn it into a cuck queen situation. I think you should use it to your advantage. I think you should get fucking turned on by it and maybe get involved with that girl and you know or leave the guy but you know to leave it there's but you know let me know what actually does happen and how you resolve it because I'm curious and we'll put it on my Patreon and
1: please, maybe that's the direction I need to push
3: yes you need to but and send me pictures yeah. send me anonymous I'm going to make them anonymous send me pictures for my Patreon I'm going to air this this so, week
1: okay so if I email you if I email you the pictures then you will fix them that they're anonymous
3: yeah I will never make anyone anonymous on my show I mean no one I never out anybody on my show It's that's the whole theme so yeah you will be anonymous on you i will cut out your face i'll black out your face i'll chop off your head i'll do whatever i have to do to make it anonymous so if people want to see pictures of you i'm going to send them over there send them to me i'm going to air this this week i'm an an unusual 55 year old i'm an unusual
1: looking 55 year
3: old okay that's good so everyone you want to see an unusual 55 year old which i'm assuming means that you look fucking good for 55 (laughs) says go to my patreon and (laughs) sign up um thank you so much what did we call you
1: again what's your name angel that's what he calls me oh yeah he always calls me he says i look he says i look like an angel
3: okay so if you want to see angel go to my patreon but thank you angel thank you so much for calling in sorry i had to cut it short when it feels like you need advice but you're gonna be fine and we'll do an update on you three months from now so keep me posted okay Okay. thanks so much for calling in okay
1: thanks okay bye-bye bye